Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. With the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Brandon. I'm Boar. I'm Nikki. In this episode, well, E3 happened recently, so we're going to be talking about mostly video games but for a change. what's E3, Cap? E3 is the Electronic Entertainment Expo. That's E3 times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this is the first year since 2010 that we haven't gone. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Thank you. It was, it was a gift to me. <laughs> to not go? It's a lot of work, man. Yeah. It's, like, it's I, I actually wasn't sure how to read what you oh, just said. Yeah, so I, I wasn't sure if you were being <laughs> I mean, sarcastic or not. It's a lot of work for me, and then Cap does twice what I do and gets literally no sleep. So I, it, like for days, you don't sleep, you work, you come home, and then you feel like crap. So I'm really glad I'm not going. And everybody's like, oh, we went to these cool E3 parties. You don't go to cool E3 parties if you're working. Yeah, Hell no. no. You're too tired. No you got, way. You got editing and uploading to do? You can't mm, go. No way. Yeah. And, and as I mentioned before, not only could I have, like, we decided not to go as Nerdy Show, and then I won a ticket to it from Loot Crate <laughs> and had that to turn hilarious. it down. <laughs> what? They wouldn't let him transfer it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they, it was non-transferable, so I, I couldn't do anything with it. I had to what? either go if myself. It's in your Loot Crate, it's whatever... You well, do they, they emailed me about it. It wasn't like in the box. Oh. Like, I was like, oh, okay. E3 ticket. No, right, it was, never mind then. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Fine. So there's a lot of cool stuff that was announced, and we're going to talk about a bunch of it, as well as uh, you know stuff we played and stuff we've done. So it's been a while since we've seen Nikki. Nikki, what you been doing? Hey, uh, well, not much working, regular work, but I got a tattoo today, and it's of an alien, so it's it's kind of dope. It might look just like scribbles right now. <laughs> Why you can't you hear gotta, me. You got to pull. You got to pull. Pull the mic, the headset away, and show everybody for for the video component. If you're listening to this, check out the video component on YouTube. Little little alien head. Uh, Can I ask you guys behind her ear? An alien head. Because I like aliens. And how do you know what kind of <laughs> alien like to get? Well, originally I just wanted the basic outline. You know the the symbolic '90s almond shape. She took almond an Alienware computer alien and she's head. like, "I want this." Basically, I went in. I was like, "I want the Alienware head, but just put the tiniest little smiley on it because I wanted my alien." Oh, is it? To be is happy. it smiling? It is. It's oh, that's anatomically little... incorrect. Everyone knows aliens don't have the muscles to smile. Shut your mouth. It's a monotone Brandon. face. It's my like... alien can smile. Damn, I don't know what he's on. Crack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, he got fed crack by the government. It's alien 51 and he's alien. living life. That's the 50. You should put Area 51. 
right under it. That might be my next one. That's one Legit. mistake the lizard people didn't make. They they made sure that they were able to Ooh, fake a smile. That's another one. <laughs> Maybe you could give that one to me like prison style. I got a knife. Yeah? Yeah. I don't... Does someone have ink? Let's do I think this. you need a sharpened no, ballpoint just... pen to get it <laughs> prison style. Don't I just cut I your skin open? I don't think you sharpen a... Draw underneath and then I've actually it? not been to prison, so I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it works. But... So w- when you get the words Area 51, it's going to be the logo of the arcade game, right? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Man, those games were awful. Done. Let's that was just, a rail shooter, let's wasn't leave it? right yeah. now and just do this. I wanna... Like any rail shooter, I just pretty much hate. Unless it's like House of the Dead, I used to it love that for some reason. It needs to have some, some solid reason. novelty, you know. But Area Fifty One was just the bottom of the barrel. What about Generation X? Generation X, the Aerosmith video game. I want a is tattoo so good. of just the arcade cabinet down my whole back, <laughs> down my whole back, like at an angle so you can see like Aerosmith on the side or whatever was on it. But Devil? with modern day Steven Tyler. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so an alien, basically, is what it's going to like. <laughs> Wearing human skin. And a monotone, a monotone face. No, he's got a big smile. Never mind. Really yeah. big smile. He really He's does. got like a Muppet mouth. Well, he's got, you know, the huge huge lips that imply that something is living, you know, in his flesh. <laughs> so that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's. He's cute. You can count on it. If you yeah. if you slept with him, you may be carrying alien DNA. Hey, you know coffin. what? He made love Tyler. So I can't complain. So it's proof of alien eugenics. <laughs> Get a girl. She's going to look exactly like it when she gets to that age, too. <laughs> Probably younger. Good luck. Probably now. I haven't seen her since, well, what, Empire Records? No, she's looking... <laughs> she was so cute. Or that Bruce, really? what about that movie where they blow up a meteor with people who drill up I oil? almost wore my Lord of the Rings dress today with Liv Tyler on it. Just because I would like so to see boring. that. How can do you that not remember time. the next name time. of Armageddon, one of the greatest movies of all times? One of the greatest oil propaganda movies of all times. <laughs> Why don't you have a tattoo of Liv Tyler? I don't know, man. Actually, that's what's next. Liv Tyler, tramp stamp, it's right above my ass. It's just basically lips. I live for Liv. <laughs> right. Anyway, what you been doing, boy? Oh, man, I've been doing pretty much just the same old go to work play overwatch and then repeat type thing but there's been a couple instances over the past couple of weeks where i've just about had heart attacks and uh okay like literally or figuratively well yes (laughs) (laughs) all right that sums it up uh the first one was last week's game of thrones episode Mm. uh which i guess would be the week before this week after this is coming out the penultimate episode of the season yeah yeah the the ninth episode yeah I almost died a few times during that episode. Mm-hmm. Not gonna so say why, yeah. but um, and then the second time that I almost had a heart attack is I've been playing with the stock market a lot recently, and I've been putting, <laughs> I've been, I've been, what? I've been putting a lot of money in penny stocks, right? So, and, and then Brexit happened, so my money's just been like leaving and then coming back and then leaving again. So it's, it's just gonna make in penny. Huh? What is penny stock exactly? Uh, penny stocks are stocks that are below a dollar. So they're usually really cheap to purchase. They're for poor people. They can potentially make you tons of money or you can lose everything. But you almost had a heart attack. Yeah, because my money kept leaving and then oh. coming back because it's just been... I thought you the, like the market's been like kind Amazon of shitty lately. or some shit and you were just like, yeah. this is it. I've been putting no. $50. No. I need to get on that train though. $50 in the stock market every two weeks for like four years. You should do that. So I have a, over, I have like 200 shares. But the problem is it's in my own company. And the stock hasn't moved in three oh. or four years. Oh, Brandon so Incorporated? I still get all my money. I could just It's just sitting there and I'm not spending it. So I could take I it d- out. Whatever. I didn't know you, you took your personal stock public yet. I didn't know that <laughs> yeah, it happened. <laughs> oh, it's been like, yeah. So, you know, I'll just how like... Do, how do I buy into that? You, you know, go online. 
does it does it pay dividends it. i mean i get dividends I don't know so if you. i give you a little bit of money can i come shake you down for a, just a little bit of cash every now and yeah, then sure why not okay so yeah. we'll start this right <laughs> that sounds good um well i've been playing with with uh my own version of the stock market yeah? lately which is i don't you've been buying a lot of amiibos <laughs> no <laughs> i don't collect comics i read comics but in reading comics and supporting the comics that I like, that means that I tend to acquire a lot of comic books, physical comic books, because I don't, I don't take any joy in reading it on a digital device, and I also don't own an iPad. So, so far, this is making logical sense. Continue. Okay. Uh, so I every about every few years, I attempt to liquidate the stuff that I don't see any point in me holding on to, or that I don't see any point in me holding on to the single issues of, that I could just buy a collection and still get the same, maybe an even more convenient reading experience. Um, and at this point, some things, like, for example, Brian K. Vaughn's and Fiona Staples' saga, is worth a shit ton of money right now. So, so you're holding on to that and not getting rid of it? No, no. It's, it's, it could, yeah, it's going to accrue in value, but I'm just going to go ahead and get rid of that now. But I, I spent 14 hours straight sorting comic books into stacks, getting it all set up for my dealer to deal these comic books. <laughs> my dealer. Um, I didn't finish. I didn't come anywhere close to finishing. I have too many goddamn comic didn't books. Didn't you have, didn't you, you did this once before, and didn't you have like an entire like room from floor to ceiling with just white boxes filled with comics? Isn't that right back there? Or is that still the case? <laughs> um, I uh, thought you had way more than that before, way more boxes. Am I wrong? Well, no. Did, like you did this before uh, a few years ago. Yeah, I did. I did. Right. And, and, I, and I liquidated most of it then. But um, it's happening again. And it's so much worse than I thought it was. And like I, I had this whole setup where I, I the li- the living room is kind of expansive, so I use that space to then stack all of the related books in different piles and so on. And then spent all day walking around, plopping down different books, and crouching and picking things up and sorting, and then going over to a laptop on another thing. And by the end of it, like I'd like my leg muscles were s- like they were so they were screaming, <laughs> they were. I had been squatting intermittently for 14 hours. You've just discovered the comic book workout for, for nerds. <laughs> yeah. So if, you get in, so if you want to get into shape, just go ahead and stack up all your comic books and move them around constantly. If you're a nerd who doesn't want a blood clot or an aneurysm, well, I mean, stack comic books. a full long box is pretty hefty. So yeah, you can, you know. So she's you wanna, How many long box guys, squats can you do? Can you deadlift this long box, bro? <laughs> <laughs> How many comics you get? See, I have the same problem but with video games and also that I would never get rid of them. So I have I have video games all the way from NES just that I that I had when I was a kid and I'm never getting rid of well, them. Well, most the vast majority of video games only ever decrease in value and it's like exponential after I they come out. I have out. Final Fantasy one with the booklet. No, it's not sealed, but Well, I said most of them. Yeah, it's got to yeah. happen everything. The original Final Fantasy for NES. Especially oh. any disc-based game. Oh. Those, yeah. those yeah, don't CDs. unless you have some of the original like rare PlayStation ones, most of I did. I had the original Xenogears when it came out, but then they re-released it and now I mean, when's the last nothing. time you saw a really rare like original Xbox game that somebody was lusting over? You know, um, it just doesn't well, happen. Is probably the last one of any real value. Yeah. Actually, that I, I would never get rid of. That. It was an amazing game, by the way. That's the the Burger King game where you sneak up as people as the as the king. Oh, it is yeah. one of the creepiest. Like people working at a construction site, and you'll you'll set this whole scenario up so you'll pop out of a dumpster with a burger, and it just really scares scary, the crap actually. out of yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, you go to a neighborhood with children. It's really creepy. Yeah. So uh, what I, I I've got a couple other things to discuss, but but first, what 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 have you been up to, Brandon? I have been doing pretty much what Boar has been doing, except replace... Stock market? 
Yes, but oh. replace Overwatch <laughs> with Odin Sphere because that ah, that is it's, yeah. you know it takes a while. Um, other than that, I've been trying to learn how to play the violin, but instead of the word learn, you can replace that with try to make kitty cat noises on them. Oh, <laughs> so that's super awesome I'm and easy tr- though, right? I'm tr- I don't know. I, I'm, I've tried a few times to make like kitten noises, but it's really difficult. And I thought maybe I could figure it out today. So I brought my violin. So I don't know. Let me, let me give me one second. I am a pro can... at making like killing maybe you, cat you noises use this thing? Maybe. on the violin. I feel like it's easily achieved. You've done this before? Well, I, I used to play violin. Uh-huh. So you I know how this. to make really bad noises on it too. <laughs> so. <gasps> do you have? This is a beautiful violin, dude. You say that now, but you haven't heard it. Okay. Do you have it... cat gut strings? Well, that's the only strings. Come okay. On. Well, I mean, if you're gonna make cat noises, you have to have cat gut. Here, here we go. Guys. Brandon's violin is, I believe, Kelly Green is the shade. Oh, oh god. Yeah. Here's the here's the violin. If uh, you won't be able to see it if you're only listening to this, but I only bought it because it's green. And it was like $30. And it's got like Guitar Hero colors up <laughs> there. That, the that I added in afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, just ignore that. <laughs> ignore that. I'm a pro. That's so, cute. So honestly, I have no idea what this sounds like. So you're going to tell me if it sounds like shit or like a cat. So here, here we go, guys. So let me see if I can get all the way down here. All right. So just give me a sec to warm up, guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That's not a cat. Hold on. It's getting there, but it's not quite a cat. Hold on. Nope. There you go. It's it's not too. It's not perfect, but cool. That's a dying cat. There. You know, this sounds like you making cat noises. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Actually, I think I'm better at it. I think yeah, I'm better. I think you just wasted money on a violin. I will learn to play it someday after I figure out how to make cat noises on it. Do you know how to do this? Have you done this before? You want to try? I haven't tried cat noises. I'd like to. Sure. Nope. <laughs> it's, I put too much um, rosin on it. I so like how we got yeah, a, I didn't clean the rosin the off. Rosin. We got a second rosin. microphone set up for you for this, and you're not talking or singing along with this, so I really don't understand the second microphone. Hey, man, you and me both. <laughs> I thought I thought it might come in handy. Hey, I, here we go, guys. Here we go. I think I got it. No. There. Let's just make comical noises. No. And that was uh, can you me attempt can, to play. Can you actually play something? Uh, yes. Here, look. Check this out. This is called uh, the G string. There. And then there wow. are three other strings, and I've heard. Um, there is an ancient myth that if you put these four different notes, G, D, A, E, together in a specific order, a song might happen. Um, I don't know any of them yet, but legend legend would be told that these strings can create music. I just don't know how yet. I don't think anyone's ever figured it out, but I got one of these, and I think I'm going to figure it out someday. Mm-hmm. So, but, but until then, I'm going to just keep trying to make cat noises, but not yet. This has been another segment of Brandon Lies. (laughs) This is a real violin, okay? That is not a lie. It was 30 bucks. China. It smells like spray paint. Because it was spray painted. (laughs) And that's what I've been up to, guys. Cool. So that was my failed segment. 
<laughs> you guys keep talking while I put this away. No, that was a success for me, I think. I liked I, it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll be back was... next week with a better sounding. It was noise. definitely something. <laughs> so Keep it up. Keep it up. So uh, Aaron and I were at Heroes Con a couple weekends ago, which uh, which we mentioned preemptively. So uh, didn't actually meet up with any fans. No one, maybe no one lives in North Carolina. I don't know. Um, but met, met a lot of met a lot of new people. Met a lot of awesome new people. Hung nude out with some people. Con- new. Well, they were they they could be nude at some point, but they weren't when I met them. They're um, nude under the clothes. Yeah, eventually um, yeah. they'll we're be nude. nude uh, and and hung out exactly. with some great uh, awesome comics creators. And we did a number of panels. Aaron hosted a Deadpool panel and a horror panel, and I hosted X-Men, a Weird Marvel, and an LGBT, uh, LGBTQ culture and comics panel, and uh, we recorded them. Unfortunately, uh, the LGBTQ panel, I didn't get. Something went wrong. I don't know what happened. Um, but if you're a Patreon backer, then very shortly you will see all of those in your feed. Uh, unfortunately, the quality is a little weird. Some Some folks were like, there, it was all jacked into the uh, the mixing boards that they had set up there in the panel rooms, but uh, some mics come in clear as day, and others, which are clearly coming through the speaker system, are not getting picked up at all, and I have no clue why. I feel like we've I, had no that idea. problem before. This specific problem, never. Never okay. seen it before. I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation, but statement. basically, uh, I no one was working the board, so it happened. Um, you gotta work the board. You gotta work the board. And uh, but anyway, if you want to listen to them, uh, just to caution, there's going to be some really <laughs> inconsistent leveling. But uh, did you just they were host fun. all the panels. No, there were way more panels than that. Oh, okay, but it sounded <laughs> like you hosted. All I mean, the Aaron, panels. Aaron and I probably hosted more panels than any other people there. But that's just because we love hosting panels. That's nice, a really weird thing to like. Well, I guess some people like. That. <laughs> I would not. I was on a panel once. It was horrifying. Never again. With the one at the our MegaCon panel. Yeah. It was very scary. It was a live audience. Oh, okay. it was it was a packed room. There were standing people. It was yeah. great. Yeah, there sure was. <laughs> um, <laughs> now we've got a busy July coming up. Uh, Jess, Aaron, and I will be at San Diego Comic Con, and we want to know two things. One, are you going to be there? And if you are, then let us know because uh, we'd like to do a meetup if that makes any kind of sense. So uh, just contact us in whatever way you feel comfortable, you the listener, and uh, and hopefully we'll meet up at Comic Con. Uh, number two, there's so much more to do there than three people could even conceivably do. So we want to know if there's, for those of you who can't make it, if there's things that you're curious about, if there's things you want us to check out on your behalf that we can report on. Even if it's just like, hey, get real close to the case where this action figure is and tell me if it looks any good. We'll do that. We'll take pictures. <laughs> you just spend your time doing that. I mean, That's all everyone's going to ask you to do. It's, it's several days of insanity and, uh... It can be kind of hard sometimes to focus on what exactly we should be filling our time with. So if you got anything you want us to check out, let us know, and we'll do our, our damnedest to do so. Now, after SDCC, which is short for San Diego Comic-Con, um, <laughs> uh, I'm likely going to L.A. for a few days and then head over to Tucson, Arizona for Camp Fangamer, July 29th through 31st. Camp Fangamer is... Well, this is the second year. The first year, it was an incredible alternate reality experience themed around earthbound and this time i expect it'll be much the same thing i was gonna say is it in tucson because of the city and earthbound uh well it, tucson and tucson in in earthbound it's it's a definitely a good coincidence it definitely plays up to it but it's also where fangamer is actually based out of the oh, the cool more sense. uh video game accessory and apparel company fangamer um if you've never checked out their shit you really should 
they got great stuff. Um, so this is one of the coolest events I've ever been to. It was one of our top rated nerdy things of last year. So we're, we'll see if if the sequel can match it. But I I just learned this. They've asked me to be the panel moderator for all of the panels. Are there like several panels at the same time, or am I wrong about uh, that? And not at Camp Fangamer. Okay, uh, they really in weird. Fact, they've actually structured things so um, it's three days now instead of two. And on Friday, Friday is the panel day. There's going to be other stuff happening, but the panels will be a major feature of it, and they'll be happening all in succession. They just so. like you that much. They're like, you should host all of the panels. Well, I've I've actually heard uh, about Cap that Cap likes hosting panels. <laughs> Where did you hear that? I, I think don't that's know. a rumor. It's just, I, I feel like I was <laughs> told at some point in the past. Mm, I think you made that up. Anyway, so we'll see what happens. It, it should be fun. Um, and there's a couple ones that I've panels that I've submitted that uh, that we're hosting. And actually, uh, Brandon, we're going to talk a little bit on the subject of that next in next week's episode of Nerdy Show, which leads me to a little bit of housekeeping for Nerdy Show. You may have noticed that our previous episode, um, where we talked to uh, Jessica about her vacation in Japan. Normally, um, our episodes in between our weekly or every other week news episodes are numbered, but we've now stripped that away. So um, these episodes, the one that you're listening to or watching right now, where we talk about all the latest happenings, are the ones that are numbered. But meanwhile, the microsodes, interviews, and specials will not be numbered. However, however, for the sorting that must happen for both your computer and your personal well-being, those will be labeled as underscore five when you download the MP3. <laughs> just so it'll be in, in chronological order, but not officially numbered. Can you just have, way. like, microsode number one and microsode number two? Just be separate. We'd have to go back in time and rearrange everything. We had, Get on that. <laughs> we had extensive discussions with both fans and hosts and decided that the way the path of least resi- resistance, the one that was the least complicated, was this. I didn't get so, a vote. You could you could have you yeah, could have yeah, joined just... in and you didn't. Um, and one final note, pretty cool thing. There's a Bee and Puppy Cat cookbook coming out in August, and Kristen, one of the sometimes hosts of Nerdy Show of the uh, on Nerdy Show, um, she has a recipe in there. I was really excited when I heard that because I didn't. I actually still don't know what her recipe is, so maybe you can elaborate. I didn't. I didn't realize she entered and won whatever the the thing was the the contest is a, yeah, a it recipe was, it was a it was kind of a call to action i think it originated from the being in puppy cat kickstarter and uh she submitted this really great uh curry cake recipe and i i wrote the copy for it for like what a curry cake like indian yeah. curry yeah. or like thai curry. curry uh do you cut it open okay. and there's like indian freaking curry, potatoes and peppers and shit in there no. Indian <laughs> curry. Mm. no no it, it's it's i actually haven't had it but it sounds great and i i wrote so, so the copy that you see in the book is probably something I wrote because they asked to submit a description about the food. And so then I expounded on that, even though I hadn't actually had any of it. But, you know, tried to keep it in line with the vibe of being Puppycat, and apparently I succeeded. So that's happening, and you can pre-order it now. So you should totally do that. We'll have links to where you can get that on this episode's page. Um, and somber news, I just wanted to acknowledge that uh, Anton Yelchin died, and that really sucks. He played Chekhov in uh, the new Star Trek movies, and I'm really glad we get to do one more adventure with him. Mm. I hope he's in the film a lot. I did not yeah. realize that happened. Yeah, oh. it sucks. Yeah, that does suck. So, let's talk about fun shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on completely. <laughs> um, did anything fun happen? Well, all the E3 stuff. I mean, yeah, but like I said, did anything fun happen? What are you? What Of all the trailers you watched and all the announcements you heard, what were you most excited about? 
Um, Pick one. Seeing anything new that I that I thought was impressive. Um, you know, you know what I thought was impressive. There is this game that I actually didn't care about until I saw um, a playable demo. It's called Days Gone, and I don't. It's just like it looks like another zombie apocalypse survival game where you play as like a biker, an ex biker gang member, which I don't care about. But they showed so many zombies, like World War Z style, the movie, zombies. They kind of flow like water. It's like a river. There's so yeah. many zombies on one screen. I, I didn't even believe they so could do that. Dead Rising times a million. Yes. Even though they showed a new Dead Rising, it was way better. They were, they were actually, there were so many, they were toppling over each other and collapsing like second stories of buildings while chasing you. There were so many. So I advise at some point you really need to watch that that trailer. I don't know. It's I was awesome. very underwhelmed by it. Like, I just I didn't. Care I noticed about the that game there was the a lot zombies. of zombies yeah. and stuff, but the the gameplay looked kind of silly. And I'm getting really tired of zombie games. I agree, but I was impressed, like I said, with like the flowing river of zombies, which looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there were a lot of zombies. I'll give it that. <laughs> but it was the way <laughs> I they're can't moving. Deny they were, that it wasn't like <laughs> just a horde of slow moving moving zombies. They were just like fl- like you said, like flowing like water. There's tons of them yeah. nonstop running and running. And, yeah. and he kept trying to like you. trip them for some reason. Like most of them, like yeah, he'd blow he up showing, some logs that would well, get in the way. Gameplay, yeah, I guess. You like close a door and then like you run and you'd look behind you and they would like all just bang up against the door and it would just bust open. It was... he, yeah, he, at one point he's running from all these zombies and he's like, "I'm gonna go in this rickety old barn because that wood will save me." <laughs> and he gets surrounded. Give me a break. Yeah, what he said, but it was still really impressive <laughs> looking. Also, and he. <laughs> The funniest part is right at the beginning of this little demo that they played where he's riding on the like he hops on this motorcycle. Right. And he's like, and it's like this older motorcycle and he drives down this path. Ten feet. Yeah, it's not very far. He drives like less than a quarter of a mile down to this farmhouse. And he's like, all right. He gets off all slow and he starts to stealth around. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're never going to see you coming now. (laughs) There was um, (laughs) I when I watched the Microsoft conference i was pretty underwhelmed mostly because i've never been a huge fan of microsoft however everyone i know that is is really excited about the um the xbox like the play anywhere feature where you can cross play your games now from windows 10 or on your system and it's you don't have to buy two copies you can use it on both and it keeps all your save data and you can you can play people from different platforms now you know that yeah basically you can play on your xbox one people who are on uh, windows 10 and they even said ios and android so that's cool. That is cool. So that that's a, a great technical aspect. What the hell game could you play on iOS I and don't Android know, dude, that would but cross over with? That's what they said. It wasn't some stream playing thing like they do with like the Vita, is it? Because you can do that with an Android phone that, with I, the PS4, for example. That is not what they had told me. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that that, that weird asymmetrical tablet stuff in Mass Effect mm-hmm. Three. Or whatever. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. They were also, Microsoft were the only ones to announce their new system. You know, The only thing that, uh, do you know any details about that particular well, know, announcement? Like, yeah, are you going to have to buy things through the Windows Store or can you buy them on Steam? Are you and talking about the, ex- the play? Uh, here's the thing. I thought maybe it would only be select titles made for it. Right. And they didn't, I mean, I'm sure it's online now. Well, that's but what I'm worried about, is that if it's like through the Windows Store or something, I'm never going to buy anything on the Windows Store. Well, no, I, what they said is if you buy a game using your Xbox One, you can then also I'm never play gonna, it on your Windows I don't 10. have an Xbox. It would, be, it would be a benefit to me if, like, games that I already had that were Xbox One crossovers, if they would activate, like, from Steam to xbox one then i might be like oh maybe i'll get one oh you know, like, like you're saying if you buy it through steam instead of like right like that store. would be an, i don't know I, i'm not saying that i would do it but that would be at least something that i could perceive as an incentive to get an xbox one 
Well, that's something you need to look up because I actually don't know the answer to that. That's a good question, though. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for that question that I can't answer. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I did like that it was $299, but it, something something that was hilarious and stupid was that one of the main features was like integrated power supply. I'm like, well, it's 2016. Thanks. You don't have to hide, hide that brick now. awkwardly behind your entertainment system. Like, PS3 had been, that, thanks. Yeah, and PS4. You know, but, you know, that's a cool feature, I guess. You don't want that brick, but you should have been able to do this years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, I was really underwhelmed by Microsoft. There was a lot of corporate jargon, a lot of like, this is the best play to play everything on every platform, wherever you are in the house. And meanwhile, Sony has their conference and they have a live orchestra and it's just nonstop games. The, the same guy comes out between a few games, says some stuff, people cheer, and then they go play like five more game trailers. And that's all they were showing. They didn't announce a new system, which, you know, whatever, I know they're working it's on. It's surprising they didn't though. But the games they were showing almost looked as good as the new 4K HD Ultra shit on the Xbox One. Like, they showed um, Gears of the new Gears of War. It looked amazing. It was probably really smart to focus on the games instead of talking about the Neo too much. Because the Neo, I mean, it's going to yeah. be a cool upgrade it's for people that have, Xbox, like, yeah. 4K screens and stuff. But if you don't, then there's absolutely nothing different about it. Mm-hmm. So why bother talking about it? Did you it, notice you know? a huge difference when you saw, like, Gears of War... For, I don't know if you watched that part of the of the Microsoft conference, but that the, it, the how it looked on the fourth. Oh uh, no! Yeah, it there was a lot of detail, a lot of objects, but that's not really. I don't know anything about the processor speed or the memory in the new Xbox. I completely just didn't watch any of the Microsoft ones. <laughs> I saw. I was like, oh, Gears of War trailer next. It was really hard. <laughs> it was it was really hard to watch it. But then you turn on the Sony one, and I couldn't stop watching it because they started with Gears of War. I, I mean, still actually hold a grudge Gears against of Gears of War because I feel God like it killed Unreal Tournament. Well, they they took all the of their people, focus. It? Yeah, it yeah. took all their focus and put it on Gears of War instead of. Well, they are aren't they coming fair. out with a new Unreal? They are, but they're using Starring a really small tool. They're using a really small team and they're crowdsourcing most of the development to the community. How many years has it been since an Unreal tournament came mm-hmm. out? Oh God, I don't even know. Unreal tournament. Uh, a, a long damn time. Yeah, it's when, been. When was like the first God of War or, or Gears of War? Like, yeah, I was wondering, actually, is it more like five to ten? Years? It's been like seven or eight. I feel like seven, eight. Yeah, there were two games it's that been they quite showed a while. that were interesting that I was looking forward to. Recore the um, I, f- I forget the the people who made it, uh, and I'm gonna kill myself for this later. But you remember the game where like you have the the girl running around and she gets different cores and like yeah yeah has different I've robots. I forgot you, about that. That that looked amazing. It looks really cool, and that's one of the things I would get an Xbox for. And then I saw this really weird game that I guess people have heard about for a while now called Scalebound, which is made by one of the creators of Resident Evil One and okay. Devil May Cry, and it mm-hmm. looks like a cross between Devil May Cry and with dragons is what it looks like. But it looks cool. That sounds you, you good fight to me. giant monsters on dragons, except that it's got the wit and humor of Devil, Devil May Cry, which I'm not a huge fan of. Like, <laughs> look at that big boy. We're going to get him. You know, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, I, def- I mean, I definitely don't like, <laughs> so my I don't like the, the as- some aspects of, of Devil May Cry, but the gameplay was fun when it came yeah. out, and, and the aesthetics were cool. So if they did that with dragons, well, hey. Do you know what I learned? What did you learn? That, that um, Devil May Cry was supposed to be Resident Evil 4. The guy working on it, yeah, and they said, this is too different than Resident Evil. It's too cool, too hip, so they made it it's their own like IP. Well, um, it I'm, was developed as Resident Evil I'm 4. I'm glad it wasn't Resident Evil 4. Yeah. I really like Resident Evil 4. Good job, guys. You made the right call. You're, you're shaking your head, Nikki. What? Oh, no. Well, no. I'm just, I'm shocked that they're still making these games, but then I'm still <laughs> a little bitter about them not continuing the Silent Hill game, you know, like there's yeah. just some things I'm just like, well, that's, you know, man, there's some bad choices going on with some games out here. Not to hate on Resident Evil, I used to play them back on my PlayStation. I had like You're all so th- old. Sorry, 
sorry. I'm sorry. I just, you know. Oh, yeah, my birthday was this month. You guys missed Yay, 42. Yay. <laughs> for 42. He's saying everybody right? is 42. He accused me of being 42 Yeah, but earlier. you don't look a day over 45. <laughs> what? Anyway. So, well, talking, speaking of, of the cancellation of Silent Hill, now, yeah. um, Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro aren't working on anything just yet, but Kojima Studios has finally announced and shown their next thing, which is called Death Stranding, and mm-hmm. it does star Norman Reedus like Silent Hills was going to. And Death Stranding is what? a real term that I didn't realize. Oh, dude, that. you haven't seen the trailer for Death Stranding? No. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well, when, when Kojima starts walking down the stage, by the way, all of the floor lights up with every step, and he comes out like a god, <laughs> and everyone starts cheering. <laughs> and then, yeah, they showed Norman Reedus' butt and a bunch of dead creatures and a baby okay. fetus. You should probably watch it. A bit. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Just like in PT, everything my, like in the sink. Well, no, no, no. This is. No. This Did it talk it, it with a like really a real old man's no, voice? No, okay. it's an actual baby. It's a healthy. Oh. It's a healthy looking oh. baby, kind of. My problem um, with the game, though, is that Guillermo del Toro is not involved, and I really like. He adds a lot of aesthetically pleasing things to well, games true. and and horror elements that I don't but think Kojima can I do don't, the same way. I don't think uh, just because he's not working with him on Death Stranding, they're not going to find the time to do a horror game. Together, I did read. You know? I did read, read an interview that said. That was basically a concept. The game is nowhere near being even completed. And that yeah. Guillermo del Toro is not working with him yet. Right. He says yet on that game. So I don't know if that implies he could or not. So this this trailer, which we'll link to on this episode's page and you should totally watch, is like Norman Reedus is on a beach covered in beached marine life because a stranding is when like whales and other creatures will like self like commit suicide by beaching themselves. Um, and there's this bizarre stuff going on he's got these like handcuffs he's got these weird sci-fi dog tags um there's he's all of a sudden holding a baby and there's like and the, an umbilical the handcuffs cord. have like glowy things yeah they're like glowy and the baby's yeah. connected to him with a tether and he's got a scar over his stomach i'm like c-section i don't it's really weird so hmm. stuff gets real weird real quick um but as uh, kojima described it he said there there's gonna be a lot of action but it's something completely different from what you're used to um <laughs> He's gonna make it's it gonna weird be a again. nonstop cutscene. Yeah, I still want to know if it's gonna be haunting or if I, it's gonna be more live action. No, like it's just gonna be survival. straight quick time events. The whole the whole game. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's gonna, Hit uh, X now. I, Hit square with that voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right what trigger. Left right trigger. If Norman Reedus <laughs> was the one saying that, it would be. Okay. Well, the, I guess the story behind it is Norman Reedus got really pissed off that Konami canceled the last game, and he really. Like, he hounded Kojima. He's like, we need to make this game. We need to make this happen. And Kojima's like, I love you, man. Let's make this game. And they're because they're like bros. Um, and then as soon as they announced it, Norman Reedus posted a Photoshop picture of Kojima drinking a glass that says Konami's Tears. And just posted <laughs> And then, like, literally 60 seconds after the announcement and just posted it on social media. <laughs> so, I don't nice. know who made it, but, you know, so, good uh, on uh, Some fans analyzed some he of the footage and they checked out the sci-fi dog tags that he's wearing. And there's some stuff etched into them. The Schwarzschild radius and the Dirac equation um, <laughs> both reference things relating to relativity and quantum mechanics. Of course. I could tell by the handcuffs that were glowing. That so I'm going to go ahead and say this is, <laughs> this is a hard metaphysical sci-fi. That baby was him. We already know it now. Said I think the umbilical cord went from the baby to his butt. It was probably a butt. It was a butt baby. It's Looper's the game. Uh, uh, <laughs> so. Uh. 
How did, how did you like? Uh, there's this game that I thought was really stupid looking. God of War. What is? What did you think? <laughs> oh, you shut your goddamn mouth! I was like, oh god, another one. It looks lame. It's really the graphics are shit. Is he allowed to be oh. on the show? Yeah, I think we're gonna have to ban him after that. <laughs> Banish me. <laughs> Yeah, bye. Kill the deer. Sorry. So you really legitimately just don't no, like God I, of War games? Have you ever played? I played the first two, and then I started getting bored of certain things, um, certain games. How did you get bored of killing gods? They came out with like six games, and some of them were portable, and I just stopped paying attention at that point. There was like three that were really great, and then like I didn't play all of the. I remember last the first one, one ble- being amazing. Yeah, and then the second one being. Almost as amazing, and then yeah. I figured the third one would be just the third one was downhill. fantastic. Is it? Maybe yeah, I should play it. It was well, how really did you, good. How, well, how did you feel about the new? You know, I'm really excited play? for it. It looks completely different from what I was expecting because it starts out with like an older bearded Kratos who looks like he's been living in a cabin in the woods for like at least twelve years or something, and he's got a son and he's guiding him through hunting at the beginning. And it, their hunting session is interrupted by some sort of a troll that has a gigantic, like, I don't know, ruined s- pillar of stone or something, if I remember correctly. I did see that, yeah. And yeah. They, they go at it. And they, and they fight him. And then he kills yeah. it. He's like, it okay, looks great. Back to it's, and it's neat to me that they're going with, with the Norse stuff now. Yeah. You know, like, that's that's. I neat. just don't know how they're going to explain it. Although the end of God of War 3 was a little bit strange and kind of otherworldly so it could be that he went into another plane of existence or maybe he just physically went to a different part of the world well the deer did you see the the deer that they were killing at the end his antlers were glowing a little yeah a little like barely yeah, you could notice it weird. around so i don't know what yeah, i don't know how they're going to explain him being in norse mythology all of a sudden but uh, right. I'm, I'm very interested in it are there any theories like i'm sure there are right now online well yeah i, I, know I didn't know if you knew okay <laughs> no I, the story what 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 gripped me more than because I've seen that type of gameplay before, we all have, but it was like it was pretty emotional, especially near mm-hmm. the end with this child like not wanting to kill something, and Kratos was like wanting to mm-hmm. almost touch him, and then it was like, like in, yeah. in, a, in an emotional Kratos way, like, Kratos is kind of growing some dad qualities. Yeah, he doesn't know how to take care of this child. He's just trying to teach him how to kill, and the child doesn't mm-hmm. want to, and he's just like, I don't know what to do. But yeah. if, you know, I, I haven't really cool. I haven't played God of War three. Um, do we know who this kid's mom is? No. Okay. There's no hints whatsoever. I mean, it they'll be fine. You do have to like get a lot of ladies throughout the. Yeah. Oh, you do. There's like those sex. Yeah, it could be anyone. Yeah, it could be anybody. It might even be a goddess. It could be Zeus. (laughs) Well, he said that this was your like. There's a scene where he's like, "This is your mother's dagger." I don't know if that has any significance, but probably not. I I'd say it. I, that sounds like it's plenty significant, mm. Brett. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think like a goddess wouldn't use it like crappy little dagger, but who knows? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably a peasant Athena woman. gave him the blades from God of War three. Well, it's not Athena. Okay. You know I'm just saying. <laughs> but the other thing that uh, fans are really interested in is that the original voice actor for Kratos is gone. He wanted to go do other projects. I forget his name. But they're excited about that? That he's gone? They're not excited about that part. That that part's actually kind of sad because he was had a really great voice and everything. But the exciting thing is that Christopher Judge from Stargate as Teal'c is oh, now that's Kratos. Right. He's doing uh. the voice of Kratos now. So we get we get Teal'c back. Yeah. I'm really He I'm really needed stoked. the work. I'm really proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> he, needed <it. laughs> he did. It's not a joke. He needed it. Um, Bring Stargate. No, I, I always loved him in, in Stargate. Well, I know they're actually coming out with a new show soon, but I don't know much. SG2. Yeah. 
I, they're just, they're restarting everything, right? I don't know. I hope well, it's not a reboot. Are you I don't talking know about, about the it. movie? No, no, it's a complete reboot. Like, I think you're talking about the movie now. Yeah, I think you're talking about the movie. They're coming out with a movie. It's a trilogy. It's a new trilogy of of movies that. It's that, a reboot of the original movie. I was told it was a TV series. Damn it! But what about you Kurt were told Russell? Wrong. No, Kurt oh, Russell. he was so good. It, it disregards. They could totally bring him back. It disregards all the fans that you know that fell in love with the television series. That's far more significant. But then than they're the playing the same characters, correct? Like now, it's going the original, to be the original, O'Neal. like movie mm-hmm. will probably pan out in a similar fashion to the original Stargate movie. But after that, it's going to completely diverge from everything and okay. be whatever they originally intended the trilogy to be. Supposedly, they had an idea that they completely dropped for Independence Day and went and mm. did Independence Day and then and never revisited Stargate because it had been taken over by SG-1 and had a life of its own at that point. So they just kind of like left it alone. But now he's taking all of the popularity that was built up from SG-1 and Atlantis and Universe and trying to release a new... Wait, who's do we know who's directing any of this yet? The actual director? I do not. I do not know names. So it's, no. it's going to be Michael Bay, is my guess. Well, again, I, mean, I thought it was a TV series, so I really, I, I, I really, I don't know. I don't remember, but I feel like this is this is because of the the director of the original Stargate, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is where it's stemming. It's from. the original creator of. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't, I don't, I actually don't know enough about how all this pairs up to to comment on. But no, yeah, I mean, it, it is it is made by the original like creator and everything, and it's right. supposedly his original vision for Stargate, mm-hmm. but it does completely. It's going to obliterate all of us is it a technology and... thing like now that we have better technology they'll all have smartphones walking around now that's the only difference <laughs> i think it's more it's... like they never really got to finish doing what they had doing what originally they in- intended origi- yeah exactly like, with like 10 seasons they never got to... which you know they could just make stargate <laughs> 2 but then <laughs> they wouldn't series. have the full continuity because they couldn't have the same actors and everything so yeah I don't know how to feel about that one. I'm I'm on the fence. Part of me is angry that Three movies in a they series. don't just continue on with the successful universe that they already have, and other half of me is just glad that they're making anything Stargate again. Yeah. So I mean, Same. I don't know. It's everyone's rebooting absolutely everything these days. Yeah. Well, I mean, Star Trek pissed me off to no end. So. Yeah. Did you hear that? Well, I mean, I think this is old news now, but they're rebooting reboot. I did. Yeah, that is old news. It's. I need to rewatch the original before they do that. It's an ongoing it process. I don't know if there's been any it's new like developments on it, but it has. It's something that's been kicked around for a while. There's been some activity, but uh, I don't know where they're at with with. If it right Enzo now. isn't in it with that hot mermaid wife <laughs> lady that he gets with later, I'm I'm out. Peace but out. It might be a complete reboot, though. So like, he wouldn't. I don't care. I want hexadecimal in it. I and um, Mega was his name Megabyte. I don't remember the bad. Yeah. We actually yes, have a Microsoft request on the subject Google of reboot. Oh, um, that we haven't done yet. So oh, let's it's save gonna it. that's that will happen soonish, probably. Don't <laughs> the enemy will be terabyte. Ooh, <laughs> or, or what is it? Peta, petabyte. Petabyte. Pe- Petobyte. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so how about the how about them games? Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Well, uh. I was gonna mention some other stuff from Sony All right. because they finally announced um, a Last Guardian date, which everyone, I'm so over it at this point. And yeah, everyone was cheering uh, for like October 23rd. Yay, Last Guardian. I bet they'll push it back again. Like five or six years later. Great. They showed more of Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. not getting my hopes up. <laughs> did, you, did you see Horizon Zero Dawn? Um, the, yeah, The dude. newer gameplay trailer? Yeah, dude. Where 
she's like hacking a wild animal and you're just jumping it. all around here brandon i'm so sorry i'm excited horizon zero dawn is a game that was one of our top games of e3 last year and it looks amazing it's a survivalist game in a post-apocalyptic setting where mankind has been reduced to kind of hunter-gatherer territory um but all the animals are like cybernetic and you have to kill them and strip them for parts and they released a trailer this year that has a little bit more in the nature of the plot and the main protagonist and the the journey she's on to get answers kind of about like what happened to the world. Very, very intrigued. And, Where is the robot animal factory? That's probably one of the, <laughs> one of the things that they'll answer. That's the, se- the secret at the end of the game. It's, it's yeah. uh, made by a studio called Gorilla and uh, one of our nerdy show listeners, Citizen Stew, works for them. Nice. Oh, we need to interview him like now. I don't like know. Yesterday. I don't know how much he could conceivably say. Do you have Skype? The, By the way, Gorilla is are the, the the people who made all the Killzone games, which yeah. are some of the prettiest games I've ever played. And this is something very, very different from Killzone. Well, we'll see. Citizen <laughs> Stew needs to get us some advanced copies. Yes, or demo copies. Wink, you, wink, you know where to find nudge. me, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll let someone else mention things now. I'm, I'm done. I could talk for a long time about Resident Evil Seven and everything, but. I'm, Go away for a bit. What else do you have in this notebook? Dude, I've got, like, pages. Don't even. Well, I mean, on the topic of horror video games, in a sense, um, I I don't know how long it is necessarily, but I just watched Conjuring 2, the movie, and it was incredibly scary. I screamed in the theaters and actually slipped out of my seat a couple times, and one dude actually died of a heart attack, so... That's how you know your movie's good. It's dope. I, I assume awesome. somewhere else in the world other than the theater you were oh, in. Oh, yeah, no, not in my theater. Okay. No, I didn't, like, witness <laughs> that one, There's always one guy in every theater that Was it as intense as episode nine of this season of Game of Thrones? It was more intense, dude. I'm that sorry. doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, I, that horror doesn't make movies sense. don't... You know they're fake, and you sit I'm there. I'm caught up in Game of Thrones, and, like, I'm into it, and I think a lot of things are very intense while watching it, but... I like horror movies more, and if something can scare me that bad, so you just, they're doing a really good job. You just, so you sit down in a seat, and then there's some jump scares on the screen, and you're like, ah. "Oh, it's but it's better than that." You gotta go see it. Is it like Chuds? I'll take you. What <laughs> is it like Chuds? I've never seen Chuds. Oh, okay. What is Chuds? Is that... It's an old horror movie. There's these mutants that come out of the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> what's the one where they come out of the toilets they're, it's not gremlins but it's um uh critters critters i don't know if they come out of the toilet that movie's bad we're gonna just talk there, about horror movies, one... that shitty horror Anyways, movies all day the previously point established was... or hates horror movies critters so. too yeah electric <laughs> i do boo-boo. hate boo-boo. Movies. yeah it's a good one uh what about tremors I do like Tremors. Stop listing stuff. And they have an amazing <laughs> series, too. But, you know, you, you there's something that ties this all in with video games and yes. so on. So, the Conjuring yeah. 2 has a virtual reality headset playable trailer. Which I would really hate. And I was watching a video of these two kids... Two small children playing this game. And so, of course, you know, they have the half screen, like half screens, just them flipping out in their reactions. And the other side's the actual video game. Just watching the very, like, shitty side of the video game, I got scared and then didn't understand why there's a 10 year old on the other side of that video. Is it a video game or like a? Tr- you said a trailer for a movie. I'm confused. No, well, it's it? a playable trailer, so, oh, so it's, like a little game. it's an interactive. Means, it's but... interactive. It's like okay. you you can do things. Things will happen. Like you're walking around in a building. I think or... basically things just keep happening around you, no matter what. And depending on where you look, it's 
whether or not you're going to see it or not. I mean, obviously, you're going to see the shadow moving this way up into the photo or whatever you're doing. If you look to the other is side it, of the room, you don't have to see it, but then you can turn around. In the wrong direction all the time. Yes. So you can so do like, whatever oh, you that want. That would have been scary if you would have saw it. Yeah, it's like one of those 360 music videos where, you know, it's going to continuously play, but if you look around, you can but, I mean, see do, more. Do they have a controller in their hand? Are they actually like moving, you know? No, through? I think you're just experiencing it. So and you can like look away. Hmm. Yeah, so it's a video, but you can look wherever you want. Do you think that is the future of movies? Going to a theater where you have so. headset Dude, and you I don't look know everywhere? So many people would die. <laughs> that would be really hard to direct, and you wouldn't be able to like get the user or like the viewer to get your story necessarily It'd be like a special so. IMAX experience, like dancing mm. with I mean, whales I, I or like I don't D-box. see it as being anything yeah. other than like a, a fun tech demo. Like, Hey, we can do this. Well, that's how I feel all VR is at this point, but yeah, be I'm with you. Wrong. Have you ever I'm done D box? Like with the moving chairs? D box. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. D box, yes. Get in the D box. Well, you know, you know how I talk. Have about- you ever done the D? <laughs> <laughs> you know how I talk about 4DX a lot. Oh, the oh yeah, yeah. The fourth dimension is water. Yeah, that's right. D box, but they have it at the fashion. Like they have it at <laughs> well, our mall. 4DX is the is is D box's muscle bound granddaddy. Um, but like not as in he's old, but as in he's powerful. Um, and like can crush your skull. Uh, so I don't, I don't, don't, don't want any D box coming in and crushing my skull. I don't know what you're even talking about. The anymore. interactive theater experiences. I've never done D box. Oh, this was in but, L.A., right? Yeah, for, oh, 40 okay. X. I, ne- I remember this. Now. Yeah, it's. I can. I can attest to. It will make a bad movie good. <laughs> what movie did you see again? I, uh, I saw Fast Seven. Is what I saw, <laughs> and it was a shitty movie. But I do not regret that experience one bit. It was crazy. Uh, so I, I'd highly recommend, uh, 40X, but so do you smell I'm... exhaust and stuff? Like what happens? I don't understand. It's <laughs> oh got two pumping. It, in well, like... there was like, I was watching, um, Star Wars and there's like, you know, you move along with a lot of scenes and sometimes you're like on the ship and like your seat will move along with the first person view of things. Mm. But, Wait, um, this, this is a thing? This happens? Yes. This is a real movie theater. What? <laughs> your chair is broken no but then there's like one scene where there's um a bunch of stormtroopers on the actual ship and they're all holding on and they're all rocking but you're like rocking along with them so at one point you almost feel like you're a stormtrooper like ready to go out i always feel kind of like i'm a stormtrooper i don't know they put you it feels like you're actually like there with everything happening just 
a little bit more than just watching the movie. The thing, the thing that makes uh, 40X kick so much ass is they have directional wind. So uh, they could just have that feature and not do anything else, and it would still be – it's so good and so precise. It When you're in, say, doing a movie with fast cars and shit, and there's wind pumping in the same direction as the vehicles are going – to create the simulation of constant motion, no matter what kind of torque your chair has. And the chair also has vibrations in it that are matching the RPMs of the cars that are on screen at that moment. It's it's pretty good. But again, I wouldn't want to see a good film in that circumstance. I would want to see the dumbest Michael Bay-style bullshit <laughs> um, in that experience. I would like to see a really slow like British so documentary. You want, you want like Transformers The Ride. Yeah, it's probably better than that. <laughs> I love Transformers. Really? It's it's a shockingly like better than most theme parks experience. Huh. Yeah. I'd like to see Wuthering Heights um in the 4DX <laughs> experience. I want to I want to realize all that shit in 4DX. <laughs> Documentaries are the Delton way to go. Abbey now in 4DX. Oh, I would be there, man. When his ulcer goes, you feel the blood. <laughs> you feel the blood on you. <laughs> Uh, smell the blood. Uh, all right, let's let's do some shout outs and then get back to video games. <laughs> um, so, Nerdy Show is entirely listener supported. That means that if you want us to keep making shows and any shows on the network for that matter, we need your generous contributions or at least a helping hand. If you go to nerdyshow.com slash support, you'll find out all the different ways you can support us. We have one-time donations. We have a monthly Patreon subscription where we send you hours and hours and hours of bonus content. We put out early releases before shit hits the web uh, and all kinds of other stuff. You wanted to say the fan. The f- it can hit the fan. Before shit hits the fan, you get there on Patreon. You have pre-sliced, pre-fan sliced shit. Um, pre-sliced. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. So, um, Patreon, then also you can buy stuff via our Amazon links, and a portion of what you're, what you're spending comes back to Nerdy Show. Uh, I should also add that for all these video games we're mentioning, anything you pre-order, one, Amazon has a 20% discount on pre-order and new games, and also... If you sign up for a 30-day Amazon Prime subscription via our links, we just straight up get $3. And if you gift someone an Amazon Prime subscription, we straight up get $5. Now, um, since we are kind of getting somewhere between like 5 and 7% on any average object, those that's pretty good. So if you... Um, if you want to do this Amazon thing, great. Just go to nerdyshow.com slash Amazon. Know, keep in mind details. that there's easier ways to get us $5, like sending us $5. That's true. That is That's true. a little bit cheaper. But if, if you I... want the sweet taste of Ecto Cooler, you're going to need an Amazon Prime <laughs> subscription. So I'm just going to put that out there. Um, and maybe you want your friend to get the sweet taste of Ecto Cooler or perhaps to enjoy the phenomenal programming such as uh, Man in the High Castle. That's a good show. Tower. Man in the High... Can... Man oh, in the high... Yep. No, it's High Castle. Everyone keeps saying Tower, but it's High Castle. <laughs> Cap, yep. if, I, if I buy $1,000 of stuff on Amazon, which you will get like 5 to 7% of that, if I then return it, do you get to keep it? Is this, well, a, is this a loophole? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> all right. I'll look into that. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Infinite money is all I'm saying. I don't think, I don't think that's possible, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on this week's It's Fraud with Brandon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good segment. So, um... If you back us on Patreon, there's all kinds of additional perks in addition to the free stuff, uh, like hanging out with us in the Nerdy Show Lounge, which is a private Facebook group where we all the hosts in the network hang out with the fans and talk about stuff, and um, also getting shout-outs. we got to give a shout-out to our two newest patrons, Evan Balmel and Spectrum of Chaos. I like that username. 
It's a good username. Is it broad Just spectrum down. or narrow? Write in and tell us, okay. Spectrum of Chaos. <laughs> and uh, we got some shout-outs now. At $10 or more, you get to say, well, we'll say whatever you want us to say or talk about whatever you want us to talk about um, once a month. So uh, leading the charge on that, Temsu uh, has messages for both Brandon and Boar. Oh, I'll read mine first then. Okay, so this is this is what he says to Brandon. <clears throat> I don't believe I've heard you discuss buzzards and other carrion-eating birds, maybe once in passing at most. What are your opinions on them? Um, and you'll be glad to know that the penguins took home the Stanley Cup this year. Uh, and then the next is a weird question. Were they always your go-to pick over the Mighty Ducks? First off, yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know how penguins carry a Stanley Cup because they don't really... I mean, they have fingers, but it's concealed within a flipper, so they don't have like a joints that they can use to hold a cup. But let's get back to I the I don't buzzers. think birds can play football at all. This is all just... You know. Yeah. Well, I thought the Stanley Cup was soccer, but that's a moot point. <laughs> okay, so here, there's a, tri- there's a trick question in here. I don't know if you're aware of. He said, I don't believe I've heard you discuss buzzards and other carrion-eating birds. Here's a little known fact, guys. Buzzards are not carrion-eating birds. Everyone thinks buzzards are vultures. They are not. Buzzards refers to a certain type of bird, the Buteo family, or, or Buteo as you call it, which refers to hawks. So like red-tailed hawks, those are buzzards. Uh, New World or I think Old World vultures, I forget, are referred to as a buzzard. But buzzards refers to non-carrion eating uh, hawks, like red tails. Ah. So buzzards are technically um, hawks, and people just get that shit wrong all the time. Probably from the media. Probably from cartoons. Yeah, movies show, told me that vultures yeah. were buzzards. Look at them buzzards, and you see a vulture. Sorry, those aren't buzzards. Those are just vultures. Yeah, CNN yeah. and Fox News both yeah. told me that. Too. You, see, you, see a <laughs> hawk, you see a hawk shouting in the sky. Those are buzzards. Who thought there'd be lies in the media? Yeah. <laughs> but a buzzard oh. without an S does refer to, I think, an old world vulture. Hmm. Well, so what is your opinion on carrion birds? Oh, they're pretty. They're pretty gross. Um, I got... <laughs> here's a, here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. I've been bit by a black vulture before. I still have the scar. Can you show it to us? No, it's on my leg. There's no way I'm showing it. <laughs> it's on my penis. <laughs> it's it's a scar. It's healed. There's like there's just. What, what, and I've mentioned this before, carrion eating birds, like vultures, um, they like to bite and then twist the chunks, mm. so it doesn't heal properly. And then they have their defense mechanism, some of them, at least vultures, where they will keep a certain amount of food um, in their stomach or their crop and make it really crop. slimy and gross and regurgitate it as a really, you ever seen, you know, tomato paste, you know what that is? It's a consistency of tomato paste and napalm. So it's really hard to get off of you, and it is the worst smelling death smell. Wait, why do they do that? It's a defense mechanism to keep other animals away. Mm. They don't really have a sense of smell, so oh. they, they're okay, but everyone else does. Okay, that's yeah. really gross. Yeah. Well, um, do they understand that it smells? I've, they probably just do it and then go, why does everyone hate this? Uh, so let's just, <laughs> keep, let's just keep doing this. I mean, black vultures don't have a sense of smell. I think turkey vultures do, or it's vice versa. People hate it when I do this. <laughs> but also another little known fact, bald eagles are more related to vultures. Um, then they are eagles. They're more of scavengers. You take that birds. back. Yeah. That's unpatriotic. They will find dead things in them just like vultures. They're pretty much related. Anyway, that's my take on this question. Cool. So, yeah, now let's transfer over to the boar portion of Temsu's question. All right. For boar, I haven't listened to a lot of Derby Show, which is a huge freaking mistake. Temsu. <laughs> uh, but I like what I've heard. Okay. Well, that's good. So whether you're getting Derby Show, doing nerdy, or something completely tangential, I want all to know that this year I'm voting for hashtag more bore. All right, cool. Hashtag uh, more bore. A, I vote against. No. Oh, you're, get, you're getting so much more. Can you get me a shirt that says you're hashtag get more bore? All the bore. It's going to be a bore exit. Can yeah. I get a free shirt? <laughs> a free shirt? 
This is hashtag, hashtag more bore. And then, but it's gonna. So you want like, me to buy you a shirt? Is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Any shirt. Shirts for everyone. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. More sure. bore. More bore. <laughs> oh, is that really all it takes? Free you swag. give people shirts and all of a sudden they're on your yeah. team. Sweet. People just want swag. That's it. I am going to just go buy some shirts now. (laughs) (laughs) What size are you? You're now on my team. I just want to feel like I'm a part of something. All you you have to do to get this shirt is say that I'm the best all the time. Uh, That's going too far. (laughs) You've got one more on there. Yeah, there's another one here from Jeffrey McSorley. He writes, Nerdy Show has been around for a long time now, right? They even had a retcon episode to talk about their origins. I'm a long-time listener, and if you are too, head to their Patreon and donate what you can. I know they tout it as something cool to do, but as a backer, I get to shout out like this and talk to the, these amazing guys about nerdy, geeky stuff on their private Facebook group, and it's amazing! That's to, right. That's in get, all caps. I had to get the emphasis in yeah. there. You guys all rule, and it's nice to get the extra geek news as it comes out and see the discussion before it becomes part of the next episode. So go, do it. And then we'll get more cool stuff like Pokeballs of Steelix and more Nerdy Show Book Club. That's right. In fact, we're recording the next episode of Nerdy Show Book Club tomorrow. So uh, coming in July. Which, if you're listening to this today, was at least a couple of days Days ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. But it's in the can by the time you're hearing this. Oh, it's all in the can. (laughs) It's all in the can. What you got? Well, this is from Manipedia saying, been listening to you guys since the nuclear power post way back, and I haven't been more happy in my life. I've been supporting when I can with money, but Patreon lets me give you the much needed money you deserve. Also been using your Amazon link for all my Amazon purchases purchases from the new Nintendo 3DS, Pokemon, magic cases, phone batteries, and such. You guys rock. Thanks, Manipedia. Yeah. I'd have got the Manipedia. I know you get all the percentages of um, my vibrator sales on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Every time I buy them, you guys get like yeah. a dollar at least. But what are magic cases? Like, like Magic the Gathering, I think. Oh. I don't oh. know if he's buying a whole box or Sorry. literally just cases to put in. I don't know an, why that was not my first illusionist. Like, yeah. Oh, you know what? He could be an illusionist. <laughs> like, what's a magic kit? Like, I was imagining like magic you know wallets. Or like... might be right. It could be just like a magic kit. With yeah. like a wand in there and some flowers. And that's the uh, the yeah. box in which you put the person that you saw in half. <laughs> oh, okay. Those are expensive. Or maybe he's a warlock. <laughs> you guys There's are pro- some pretty weird shit on Amazon. He might have found the uh, you know <laughs> yeah. the dark arts. <laughs> I'd like to see the dark underside of Amazon. Where's uh, that at? Show, show me the Amazon black market. It's Amazon. <laughs> it's dark dot Amazon. <laughs> Amazon dark market prime. <laughs> <laughs> Omega. <laughs> yeah, we need that Amazon Omega subscription. <laughs> All your reagents are teleported to your door immediately with Amazon Dark Arts Prime. <laughs> now, one way you can help us that doesn't involve any money is rating and reviewing our shows on iTunes. All of our programming is up there. There's one for the whole Nerdy Show network. There's one for just Nerdy Show. And something we're trying to do, and this is going to be an uphill battle, believe me, is we're trying to get at least 250 ratings or reviews on each of our shows and presently uh nerdy shows at 29 Mm. so 250 is where apparently according to stuff we've read shit changes Uh, all of a sudden the entire podiverse can't help but know you exist so 
we haven't pressed this issue for too long. It's been maybe about six months now, but we we want to get to that point. And we know that signing up for iTunes and inserting your credit card information just to give a rating or review is a pain in the ass. And we're really grateful to everyone who's done it so far. So uh, in turn, for our gratefulness, we read your comments here on the show. And this is a new one from Goferg. Great source of entertainment and news about all things nerdy. The show is a great way to keep up with all things nerdy, comics, movies, TV, video games, books, and more. They have many different viewpoints and backgrounds that really gives a listener a well-rounded sense of what nerdy content they should be paying attention to. It's great to listen to the show and learn about awesome new books or comic books to check out. In addition to being informative, the gang are hilarious. Even if they're discussing something I do not have a direct interest in, I still find myself enjoying the banter and will often laugh out loud. Do not be fooled by the low by the lower review. I've I've written this wrong on account of my Siri dictation. Um, do not be fooled by the low reviews currently. The show is well edited and produced. A true gem waiting to be discovered. If a if a general news show is not your thing, be sure to check out all their other shows. There will definitely be something for you. Uh, and I was I was kind of intrigued by the 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 low reviews thing. I think it's the low number of reviews. Yeah, I not think, like I think one that's what star, he implied. I mean, because like... currently of our twenty nine reviews, twenty seven are five stars, and the other two are four and three respectively. So I know who did the three. We will contact him. We'll go to his house. <laughs> Give me his number. We'll make him pay. Mm-hmm. Now I got one final PSA to the following people: Josh Hufford, Isaiah Hudson, and Stephen William. If you're listening. Please reach out to us and update your Patreon information. We've been trying to get a hold of you and have not been able to reach you at all. It's been months. Uh, so uh, thanks we for hope, being supporters. We hope you're okay. We hope yes. you're okay. Um, yes. but, uh, but please update your payment information or contact us at info at nerdyshow.com. That's Josh Hufford, Isaiah Hudson, and Stephen Williams. <laughs> like calling you out. It's like, like calling you out. specific thing ever. It's like, attention, come to the front desk. <laughs> Your mother is waiting for you. <laughs> you said if you don't have money, you can do the iTunes thing, but you do have to have a credit card for that. So if you don't have that, make sure to just tell people about Nerdy Show. Or, That's true. You know, share it on Facebook or go to your favorite uh, forum and, and tell other people about it or just... Walk down the street and be like, "Hey, listen to Nerdy Show." You know, just just call I'm people sleeping. out. Yeah. Get away from me. Yeah, and and That's that can help us so much more than dollars. Yeah, it no. really it really can. And word and, of mouth, people will believe you way more than they'll believe us. So yeah, <laughs> as much as we would love to go on Reddit or forums and be like, "Hey, listen to this show," like we always have this bias that we don't know how to. Yeah, to get and, around. You know, and you know, on places like Reddit, it's frowned upon to do too much self promotion. So. I'm on Reddit already, but not for Nerdy Show reasons. For birds. Yeah, we'll just go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so before we get back into the stuff we saw at E3, I want to talk a little bit about Mighty Number no. 9. Um, it came out, finally, uh, after a long wait. And if you're not familiar with it, this is the the man who made Mega Man Mega Man. Was left, he left Capcom because Capcom, for some reason, isn't making any more Mega Man games. They canceled a bunch of projects he was working on. And set out on Kickstarter to do his own Mega Man clone. Uh, we actually covered all this in a Nerdy Show episode from a couple years ago, back when this project was first announced. An episode called Mighty Mega Men, where we spoke to Charlie from Fangamer, um, Brelston, who is a, uh, one of the figureheads at Capcom Unity, and also the Proto Men, talking about the history of Mega Man and also the forthcoming Mighty Number no. Nine project. We'll link to that episode on this episode's page because it's awesome and you should totally listen to it, and it's still relevant. But so Mighty Number no. 9 is finally out after a number of delays, and I think I'm the only person here who's played it so far. I they, heard it was yeah. really terrible, so I didn't buy it. What? I heard it was really good. Really? Yeah. I've heard a lot of conflicting things, and it's crazy. I've heard that 
the there's been some problems with the download keys. The um, I, but that's heard, not a game. I don't issue. know if I've conf- if this has been. Con- I haven't confirmed this, but I've heard that installing it on some Wii's bricked the Wii's. <laughs> Um, what? Which is pretty bad. That should never happen. No. Admittedly, I got it for Xbox One, and I love it. But like, yeah, the I've game, had no problems whatsoever. Those and aren't it, problems with the gameplay. Those are just technical issues for, before you even play the game. I, mean, I heard the controls were bad, and it was really yeah. I, I heard buggy that. I heard and, that too. The controls were bad on the PC. Kind of boring and repetitive. But I mean, that sounds like Mega Man to me. So it is. Yeah, if you don't like <laughs> Mega Man, you won't like this game. This game is straight up Mega Man. There's nothing more to it. It's simply Mega Man with different characters. Didn't you tell me once, like, one of the complaints was that this Mega Man game is too much like a Mega Man game? And, like, what the hell do you think you've been, like, backing this for specifically? Yeah. Right. This was purely because the guy who made the best Mega Man games could make Mega Man games anymore. Yeah. So, it's, so it is literally another Mega Man game yeah. for you, for I've, the people who want them. The graphics are not great. Um, <laughs> like, they're, they're very simple. I think probably due in no small part to the fact that it's a cross-platform release on literally every single platform. Um, so they developed it for the lowest platform and then 3ds <laughs> just, just pushed it to everything. Yeah. Um, pretty much. And the, uh, there should be a lot more animations when the characters are talking. Um, the voice acting is fine, but the characters, they don't, they don't really have mouth, mouth flaps. They don't make movements. There's, <laughs> there's, there's some, there's some graphical things that I'm like, why'd you do that? But as far as gameplay goes, I found it to be very tight and fun and challenging as hard as any Mega Man game until I jacked my, um, life counter up to nine lives, I wasn't getting anywhere. I got past the first stage, and that was it. I was, like, completely floundering the whole time. Hmm. How long so, did it take you to beat the second stage? I think I tried to... I witnessed you trying to beat a boss, and it was, like, destroying you. Yeah. Um. Well, before I... I I've been playing it for about four hours now. Okay. Um. And I'm two mighty numbers away, a.k.a. Robot Masters, um, from... I guess getting to whatever the last level is. Do you absorb their powers? You for, do for your gun. It's a Mega yeah. Man game. Okay, you get swords too. The, yeah, well, one of them. One of the yeah. One, one, one of the guys gives you swords, which is pretty cool. Um, the, the abilities are all all really fun, and uh, the the level designs, the characterization, like the character designs, they're all great. Uh, it's but it's straight up Mega Man. If you don't like Mega Man, you won't like it. And as far as the, you know, the problems people have been having, uh, technically speaking, that sucks. No <laughs> no excuses there. There's but I I like the game. I'm playing it on a console. With controls designed for that, it is 100% Mega Man. That's all I asked for. That's all I backed it for, and here we are. So if I want a new Mega Man game, I should probably check it out. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. I want it. So I should wait until it's like a couple of dollars on Steam. Sure, why not? Do you like okay. Mega Man? Do you, you, like like, if you don't like Mega, Mega Man? Man? Uh, well, then you probably uh, you might bother. Uh, some of them I liked okay. Like I, I liked Mega Man X a lot. Of course you did. There's some, uh, there's some cool... New stuff, for they, example, they can da- you can um, dash in this. It's like Mega Man X. It's hmm. there's a there's a dash attack because you you sort of destroy the the robots you're fighting to a certain point where they start glowing, and then you you dash into them to sort of absorb um, their cells. Uh, yeah, some, it's some of kind course. of like digital digital style. Um, <laughs> it, it's, digital I, dancing. It's, I don't know. There's I, there's I don't know if there's a good explanation for it for not, but it, there's you can you get it and you can get certain like minor abilities from doing that. It'll help refill your abilities for all the um the ones you've been using from the robot masters. And um and it's also a good tactic for, you know, for jumping and moving quickly and all that. Um but then also one cool thing is that when you the mighty numbers are have been programmed to be insane, right? So they were your friends previously, and which is an interesting dynamic of like, oh man, my friend, this robot here, is doing some dirty deeds and it sucks. Um, so were they we, dirt cheap or? 
other. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so you free them, and then they help you out. It's not just that you absorb their powers, but also they'll they'll come to, to stages that you haven't beaten yet and actually help mitigate some environmental problems. It's not enough to, like, make it super easier, but it's kind of an interesting thing of, like, if you're struggling on a level for a while and you're like, man... I hate this part, then all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, I wasn't even supposed to do this level yet. And then the other robot master comes in and he's like, hey, let me help you out with this one little bit. And it's it's an interesting kind of dynamic characterization gameplay thing. But that's the end of Mighty Number no. 9. Let's talk about Zelda Breath of the Wild. Why haven't we talked about that yet? I don't know. We only have a little time left. It's all I, right. You know. It looks great. <laughs> it's all right. I, I like that the Nintendo did exactly what I thought they were going to do, which was announce or just talk about only two things, which are the only two things I think are keeping Nintendo alive. It was hilarious <laughs> that they reinforced the things that I say all the time about them. Pokemon for 50 minutes, and then Zelda for like another What did they talk about minutes. with Pokemon? They just, all they did was talk about Sun and Moon and just show the game for 40 minutes, and I was like, uh, I don't care. Did they talk about the their next Sorry, system? I'm excited. Literally, we'll, we'll Pokemon and it. Zelda. <laughs> Nothing. No, nothing about new games. Nothing but about they systems. said that this new Zelda game was supposed to be on the next console. They were playing the on Wii U. Or whatever. I saw it. Well, it's going to be on Wii U and the like the, they did the Twilight. One. But no, they didn't mention anything about that. And literally, Pokemon and Zelda. Nothing about systems. Nothing about. Uh, did they say how far platforms? away Zelda was going to be? <laughs> because that might be an indication of how far away the system is. Because I, I imagine I didn't it's probably see a release be date. either at the same time or not far after. I would imagine. Why well, bought a Wii? We bought a Wii U specifically when this game was announced, thinking this is going to be an awesome Zelda game. And uh, it's, if it's for the next system, we're like, wow, thanks, guys. No, it's it's for both. Why would I play it for an, an obsolete system when if there's a, it's going to be on the better system? I got to get that one. Zelda is a yeah. system like seller to me. Exactly. So. Yeah, it is. That's true. But I mean, huge open world, gorgeous, gorgeous like cell shaded stuff happening i'm man i can't i cannot wait to like i loved how they were just absorbed in that screwing yeah. around with the physics like oh yeah in a lot of these demo videos they're just like hey look at this there's a lot of wind and you can make like fire go like blow other places and i was really impressed with that um i, I also was impressed with the amount of things they were taking from other games so i'm kind of wondering when this story takes place in like the mythology of zelda because they had the temple of time they had the um, I forget their name, but the the Korako, they're like the forest people from Wind, from the no the forest oh. people from Wind Waker specifically, like the leaves on their face. Oh. They also the Sheikah are a main part, like you know Sheikah and all them, all the like the ancient protectors of Hyrule. There's symbols for them everywhere, and the device you use is one of their devices, and they're and they're saying one of the big things in this game, you know, not just like magic and swords and you know that you always get is technology. You will be getting different types of technology, um, like advanced technology as far as the whole timeline thing goes uh, what i've learned through the zelda series is it doesn't fucking matter (laughs) oh it matters yeah it really doesn't it matters not if you have an ocarina huh i mean like uh Uh, skyward uh, like realities skyward sword was supposed to be like one of the earliest it was the prequel to everything like yeah like who who cares i care it doesn't even it doesn't nothing matters nothing really carries over from game to game like the master swords maybe out in the forest somewhere and the master swords origin is in skyward sword yeah okay that's right or in minish cap yeah Yeah, never never mind (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking of ganon's sword that origin minish cap's like the second game in this i don't know there's you know there's a timeline and they'll make it fit in the timeline and if they if it doesn't fit, then they'll come up with a way to make it fork again because it's a tr- currently a three pronged forking timeline. And like the uh, first Zelda and the second Zelda were like way at the end of the yeah. So who cares? Yeah. 
Mm. It doesn't matter. I care. <laughs> I actually, I thought they were they were playing this demo for like at least an hour or, or whatever um, on what looked like the Wii U. They didn't show the system; they showed the pad. But the game looked too good to be on a Wii U. And I know, it's, I it's know, like, like coming the, in 2017, and yeah. and everyone says that it's going to be on the next yeah. Nintendo because console. the amount of distance you can see. Like, the boulder that, like, they push, you can see it going for, like, forever. I'm like, there's no way the Wii U is doing that. But maybe. Maybe they're running it on a PC. I don't know. <laughs> so. It's just, the, graphically, I didn't think they could do all the stuff that they're doing. You got any Pokemon it stuff? It is possible that they had, like, an overclocked yeah. one or something. You can do that. So are you just more excited for Zelda over Pokemon, or are you not a Pokemon fan? I played Pokemon Diamond for, like, a million hours, and I'm done. I've Diamond. never been. It's, every game is the same to me. That's the yeah. only Pokemon I mean, game I've played, too. You stand behind your Pokemon now. You can see your trainer in the battles. That's cool, right? Yeah, That's I mean, I thought overhaul. X and Y was interesting you because you could actually, like, no. customize your pet. Like, depending on what kind of Pokemon you had, you could customize your Pokemon. You could customize yourself. Oh, they did have a customization. You could be a, a guy, yeah. a girl, mm-hmm. white, oh, is this brown, or like black. A you could change your. You could go to stores, change your clothes, hair, eyes... Change your eyes. Yeah, color. You could um. What I don't remember the name of the exact. Is Danny uh, DeVito in this one? <laughs> no. Didn't we, didn't we talk about that? that? Detective. Oh Detective, yeah, yeah, Detective, Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. <laughs> oh yeah, just, he would be perfect. Everything is just looks the same to me, but with slightly better yeah. graphics. Mm. I don't. I guess I've always been, despite how shitty they've come, and they're just like, this is a Pokemon. That's a can. Canola, you can you can fight with it. It's an oily, it's an oily Pokemon. (laughs) I don't fucking know. Metal type, yeah, yeah, So you're right. uh, They did have like a haunted chandelier. They did. They had a ice cream, a chandelier, a candle. What the hell is a poplio? Is anyone? It's a sealed dog thing. I hate him. He's one of the. They had one that was a coffin with like little wiggly arms. That's cool. That's cool though. I think there's one that's, that's a chair. Is there not one that's just straight up a closet dog? That is the most practical Pokemon though, because you can sit on it. It's a chair. That's the most practical, useful Pokemon. But I mean, I think so, Lickitung is the most practical. Pokemon. I think closet mm. goth Brandon is something we should expand upon yeah, we in the really future. Need, have you guys ever uh, watched from from goth to boss? Yes, <laughs> and there's a book from you goth read it. from to goth to boss. Teach you how to rise to the top of management while you're goth. What? Cradle of Filth changed my life. <laughs> okay, I honestly want to buy this book and like turn it just into it just, like a, just look it up. What you should, into a what TV you, series. Well, what you should do first is examine the TV series IT Crowd and all the answers oh. will come to you. Yeah, I heard <laughs> I was just going to let her go. Yeah. No. Look this up. I want I genuinely want her to watch the IT Crowd. I do too. I, I've, Everybody I've seen should. the IT Crowd. Why don't you remember this? What are you referring to? No <sighs> Fielding's character. And in his goth to boss program. Oh, but I'm saying like I want the physical book to turn well, it. Me too. But into it isn't a physical and like make it into like a reality show. Okay. I'm, the I'm way just you saying, were talking like, about it, it seemed like you had no idea what we were talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's Don't okay. apologize. No, no I just I, mean, I wanted it. it to the fans I wanted it way, to become so. its own entity, though. Like no, I, I think I, it I, should be like developed. A great reality show. Yeah. Like goth what to boss for real. Like, I want this, you know, they have undercover boss. Why not? We've opened the red door, Brandon. Undercover goth. That's all I'm saying. Undercover goth. But, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the new Pokemon. I like, I mean, if you walk into my room, you're going to see suns and moons everywhere. So the fact that they've taken suns and moons and the Pokemon, this is probably the first time I'm actually going to have to buy, like, one of The legendary looked way cooler for 
I'm out until the moon version. Now, what's going on with, like, have you seen the Mewtwo-esque character, Mew? No, I don't care. I'm not really sure if it's another evolution, if it's like a super evolution, Mew like three? a mega, like a mega evolution. Well, you now. know they have fusions now, so okay, where you can you combine have... two Pokemon and for like in in the battle. Oh so yeah. Briefly, no, I don't know if that's. True no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. So you have sun, suns and moons in no, your room. No, you can um you can use special and and that makes you excited about this new Pokemon. I'm Is sorry, you, what? There's suns and moons yeah. in your room. Yeah. And. And I, so I'm now like, you're excited about Pokemon. I absolutely love Suns, Moon, Space, and then Pokemon. I'm so holding the fact out that for like, corn versus potato chip. Dude, I do that too. Well, that's why I like. Pokemon. That's why I like the coffin yeah. Pokemon so you should, much. You should cut down on the corn though. It's on yeah. the coffins. <laughs> I sleep in one. But yeah, have you seen the Mega Evolution ones where you use the like you can Mega Evolve your Mewtwo can and you your Charizard? Them? No. Yeah. Wrong game. Is it? Wrong is show. Is it though? Is it? <laughs> I was more of a monster rancher type of guy where you had to go around oh and grab God. all your discs that are in your house and yeah. put them into the thing and you'd get... I briefly considered hunting around for that fucking, what, Backstreet Boys <laughs> album that you could get that that exclusive monolith type oh, like yeah. from... I didn't, uh, I didn't do what? it. You know what I did is I just randomly burned data onto discs. Mm-hmm. And I was just throwing in because it would give it a different checksum, hey, so it would That's pull, true. pull about, different. How weird... about Pixie, huh? And Swayzo? Yeah. All right. No, so, the, so the best way was to get the rewritable, <laughs> and you just throw random also, data on there. Back in the day, in this game, Monster Rancher, <laughs> what are we talking on about the PlayStation, anymore? you would you would to get a new creature, you would scan a disc that you have. It could be a CD, and there were certain CDs that they're like they recognize the codes of, and like if you put this certain Backstreet Boys record like a in legendary, there, they like, give you a special monster rancher monster what? yeah mm-hmm. i think what it was is they took like the checksum of the disc and or or certain data points throughout the disc when and then they this? read those and put those into a monster i think like, you weren't born yet. 2000 2001 oh yeah i wasn't yeah. born was yet PS- no that's <laughs> when ps1 came out uh, you know, oh, when games like I had no clue that was even I played a thing it on PS2. existing in life there was one for ps1 yeah remember. there probably was but i, 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 I played the ps2 off. one it was just weird. It's like remove the game disc and then put in a different disc. Close the lid. Load. And then there was like a huge in. animation after after you were done. It took like then... five minutes to do one disc. Oh yeah, that was. I spent a lot of time I, on that. I wrote down my entire CD collection at that point, and like I did every single disc oh I had, and I made a list of all of what all of it was. And remember how much free time you used to have? Wasn't that amazing? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, where are we gonna go back to Zelda? <laughs> I don't know. We, we're kind of running out of time. Well, here, okay. <laughs> Let, Sorry. Did you like any of the? Well, there was a lot of new features that I think mm-hmm. are really. They said it's a it's a big departure from the series. That you know, cooking eat animals. You can That's go to the the mountain climbing thing where just straight off the bat at the beginning he was jumping on you you know you you see these mountains you're like oh well that's the the boundary of this area you can't go over it he just jumps on it starts climbing and gets to the top and just stands there and I'm like what the fuck are there any boundaries in this game there must be but you can pretty much climb anything um and I hope they explain that because it looked like he was doing it barehanded without any magical gloves or abilities so if you just wake up and like just you climb would do. anything yeah yeah but they said you can go and explore anything at the beginning um yeah I mean it, but if they're saying like hey you're not you're not limited anymore you. You can do, you know, you're out in Hyrule and you can go wherever you can see and do whatever. That's that's a bold move for them. I like that you can just find items. And well, I'm sure there's going to be stuff that is still restricted until you get a certain item to be able to like probably blow, oh, I'm sure. blow up certain way. things. Or yeah. but um, there's a you know there's a lot of crafting and things in the game too. So 
There's no you. You can chop grass forever. You'll never find hearts in it in this game. They said uh, you <laughs> you only refill hearts by eating and, and baking and things. So like you found apples and then they they lit something. They found a tree branch which they used as a weapon, but then they lit it on fire, made a bonfire, cooked the apple, and it gave them more. Maybe hearts. this is the earliest Zelda before they got all those hearts and rupees scattered into the grass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'd like to see what happened back in, in the, the day world when you actually had hearts. to eat yeah. instead of just collecting hearts out in the grass. This is about the Great Cataclysm where all the hearts fell all over the world into yeah. the grass and the rupees. It just you're you have to be way too responsible for yourself in a virtual world. <laughs> it defeats the point. Did you see the clothing system cap? Where if he goes to different environments, like uh, there was one scene where he like glided down like it's like the leaf in Wind Waker where he has a glider or whatever, but he went into an area that was freezing cold, and even in the pause menu, it was showing Link shivering. He could barely do any attacks or anything. <laughs> and then they, 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 he had a coat that said it was it was better for protecting against cold. It didn't have better stats, but it could protect against cold, so he put it on, and then he could move normally in that environment. And he was just finding different clothing and chests with different stats, and all the weapons break in the game, by the way. All of them? Yeah. Except maybe the master sword, but he oh got God. he found like a, a rusty broadsword at the beginning, used it a few times, and it shattered. Uh, they said a big part is not only going to be a, like able to, I think, like find. There's lots of weapons everywhere that you can craft and find. But we pulled players, and we learned that they wanted weapon maintenance. You steal weapons from enemies, so <laughs> they're fighting moblins, and he takes one of their clubs away, and you use it. And it's going to be a lot of using different low weapons durability constantly. weapons worked really well in their focus groups. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a good thing yet. The, the way they were playing it looked really fluid. Like their sword breaks, they knocked out an enemy, took his club, and then beat him, beat the enemy with it. They just took the club with, it. and it was fluid. It was really good. And there's a little, there's like a few like quick time events if you, you know, like interactive button mashing things. One uh, little right. animated picture that I saw was a like basically hitbox porn where one of the enemies attacked link and he just barely missed him and it was fine like in a lot of games if you're barely missed then yeah, you're gonna get, get tackled or in smashed. most zelda games really exactly yeah. so there, there's a lot of of cool new features like that yeah. fine tuning as it were i don't <laughs> understand why collisions are that like why it's taken so long for something like <laughs> that to happen programming oh. But obviously, the way I'm talking about it, you can tell I'm excited about this game, regardless of, of, you know, that it's not up to the standards of like a Fallout, I think, or a Skyrim even. It still looks like an amazing Zelda game, and I'm, I'm going to buy a new system just for it, so that's how much I like it. So. I got two things I want to do quick mentions of, just to, to wrap up our E3 coverage here. One is a game called Detroit Become Human. Oh, it's so weird. By, by Quantic Dream. Quantic Dream, of course, are, are the French studio known for making the most cerebral, strange games like Heavy Rain. I couldn't even wrap my mind around what was going on. Like, Oh, the, with all the different choices that they showed. There's a trailer we'll, we'll link to. But we'll describe it briefly here. And you're an android of some kind being brought into a hostage situation. You are the negotiator. Well, you're sent to hunt other androids that have gone rogue. Yeah, well, in this case, the, the guy taking the hostage is another is android. An android. So it this trailer presents you with a multitude of ways that you can solve or fail this situation in inexplicable detail. Like, the, the amount of options, the amount of ways that you can play this game are staggering. They showed, like, a flow chart really briefly, and I tried to pause it, and it was like, 120 different things and outcomes for this one mission they were showing. 
just from all the evidence you could collect or use it in a conversation when you're trying to talk someone down or you can incite them to like go crazy and it's just all the different dialogue options mixed with evidence you find is insane after they started to go through that i i was questioning like is this like the whole game like are you stuck in this one situation where you have to go back and like solve this perfectly? No, there's several levels it seemed like it could have been just a time loop yeah, <laughs> uh, but but then at, at the end, after that, they kind of implied that no, 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 like we got a whole city out here. That's like the so, beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Go crazy! It's like Hitman, where there's you know like a hundred ways to do each stage, but there's lot different levels. Um, and Shaded Sprider uh, commented, "The new Quantic Dream game looks like the best parts of Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. I think what's going to make it the best written Quantic Dream game is that David Cage, French Peter Molyneux with a less French name, isn't the only writer on it." That's good. Yeah. Did this remind you of Blade Runner a little bit? A little bit. Granted, I've only seen 10% of that movie. Don't yell at me. Uh, but it reminded <laughs> I'll, me, I'll scowl at you It instead. reminded me a Just lot the of the 10% blood bat scene? that I've... Sure. <laughs> no. It reminded... Wait. Oh, there's wrong. No, I'm thinking of no, Blade, not Blade you Runner. Fuck me. Fuck <laughs> me, man. I'm done. I'm out. But, uh... Man. But He's yeah. got that silver katana. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, like, the the... The what does it mean to be human replicant kind of vibe, it's very heavy in this so far. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. And then one final one, Abduction, uh, from the maker of R- Mist and Riven. Um, I actually don't know anything about it, but I love puzzle games. Please tell me more. Well, I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew more about it. You don't like uh, puzzle games no. more? You do hate everything. I, I, I do. <laughs> well, they, wow, it's just FPS is all the way with you. Man, okay. <laughs> There's a new Call of Duty. It looks Sprinkle great. Sprinkle in some MMOs and some other random games, and you know, Garrier, who actually went to E3 this year, he said, "I got some hands-on with the new Cyan game. It's definitely a worthy successor to the Mist franchise. The visuals and world are gorgeous and full of the little storytelling details you find in Mist games. The music was wonderful as well. I really hope so that's for... what turns me off is that description right there. Oh, that turns me on. I've got. A, I have. The biggest direction right now for that game. I hope it's for consoles because there's no way my yeah. PC is going to be able to run do, that. Do you still have your um, your Riven notebook, Brandon? Yeah, it's about 80 pages filled with notes. I deciphered whole languages in there. I wrote down what is on every screen, every sound you hear, and I mapped out every island. And it was really fun, actually. It was more mm-hmm. fun to write an actual journal like I was experiencing the world than to just try to remember things. So, Because like, there's no way I was doing that. Now that sounds like an authentic role playing experience. If, when I right start there. this new game, I'm definitely gonna have a journal. That's the best way to to play these like um, puzzle games is to have a journal because it's a world, it's an experience. This game actually comes out uh, a month from now, uh, July 26th, and it's for PC and Mac. Ah! My, I don't know if my PC can handle that. Good thing I've got one of them little Steam links. Whoop! Getting it. I'll buy it, and we can play it together. <laughs> or you can help us figure out puzzles. Right? That sounds like something he'd really enjoy. Patreon. Let's have a Patreon hangout where I just play this game and everyone watches and helps. There you go. It sounds. Well, we do have called a Twitch stream. Yeah, we do have this, the Twitch stream. We do that. What's Twitch. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we do do that. <laughs> do do. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's that for now. We do have an E3 thread ongoing on the Nerdy Show forums. If there's anything that uh, you think we should have mentioned, uh, we totally can. And we don't uh, have time to talk about well, everything. There's a lot. We should, we, let's keep this conversation going. Is what I'm saying in the poorest way possible. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's that's all we got for this episode, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening and uh, taking us out. Since. Since we talked about uh, Mighty Number no. Nine, I thought we'd play a song we played back in our original Mighty Number no. Nine episode. This is "Built to Last" by the Proto Men 
created for the Mega Man 25th anniversary record, Mega Man Rocks.
Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. What? I like the little attitude at the end. Well, we got it covered. Mm. I like... If it's geeky, we got it covered. Bitch. Watch. Oh my god. We're going to use that take instead no. of yours. Thanks You're for very listening sassy. to Nerdy Show. Keep it sassy. <laughs> thanks, for li- thanks for listening. To- <laughs> you the whole thing sarcastic? <laughs> thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. I think you'd be better at sarcasm. <laughs> if, if you like what you heard. I'm not doing the whole thing again. I'm just, you know. <laughs> this is an idea for next time, guys. Okay, next time I'll <laughs> next do sarcastic time. one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.